Stephen, you had a really cool uh, phrase that you mentioned when we were prepping the show. When you think of PPC and SEO, what is they a phrase that married. comes up for you? They are yeah, happily yeah. married. They're not like mm-hmm. looking for, you know, they're not sleep divorced, guys. They're not sleeping mm-hmm. in a different bed. This is really important. If you don't have your PPC working with your SEO, you're missing out. Every mm-hmm. PPC sale that you generate, in my opinion, not database, but my opinion, it mm-hmm. generates three SEO sales over time, over six months. You can't have isolated strategies, right? So mm-hmm. if we were to talk about Amazon's corporate structure, the left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing. You can't get any straight answer out of any department. And if you ask one department what the other department was doing, they wouldn't be able to answer that accurately, truthfully, honestly, right? Mm-hmm. SEO and PPC are the same win. You really do have to have them working towards the same cause. And of course, when we talk about e-commerce, there's four general goals that every e-commerce seller has. I wanna sell more products to more people more often, and the one that people usually forget, for more money. When you have a strategy in place for SEO and PPC, they, they really need to be congruent. A lot of people, when they optimize for Amazon or sales, they treat it like a checklist. Okay, I know that I need to find a product, source a product, get the product, logistically get it here, load the data, merchandise the product, start my PPC. Oh, forgot to set the search term field. Let me go do that real quick and build out some A plus content. That's like a you know super fast checklist. But in reality, when you're doing your research and you're trying to put all these strategies together, they, they're congruent with each other. Mm-hmm. You need sales uh, to get sales, yeah. guys. That's the weirdest yes. phrase to say out loud, but it's true, right? Like mm-hmm. if you get a hundred sales, you're gonna have way better keyword rankings than if you had 10 sales, mm-hmm. bottom line. I wanna go back briefly to why PPC sale leads to an organic sale. Cause like we're, we're making a, a claim here and people are gonna be like, well, mm-hmm. I don't understand why. Well, why is that? Because you're training the algorithm that you are able to convert on that phrase. What people don't understand is like, how many words should I index my listing for? How many words are available? How many words should I be focused on? Right? These are SEO strategy questions that directly tie into your advertising strategies because if you know the answers to those questions, you know which ads to run. You know which keywords to focus on. You know that there's that one or two keywords you're never gonna lose ground on because not only is it important for your PPC strategy, but it's also important for your SEO because you get sales organically from the other 1,000 keywords that have similar phrasing. I sell uh, a brand name called Momster and I, and I literally only talk about it or use it to help me as an agency owner at my Amazon guy. And that's because it's pretty easy to rip off my idea here. I'm the number one seller of funny wine glasses on Amazon. So I have a glass on there that's literally ranked number one for that. There are 6,000 keywords it indexes for. Now, if I was going to go do keyword research and look at the word cloud, of available phrases, I could quickly use any keyword tool, doesn't matter which one you use, and you could look up how many keywords that ASIN ranks for, as well as some similar competitors, and extrapolate that keyword data to figure out here is the pie or pool of options for keywords. And what you're gonna find though is when you look at the word clouds, there's a lot of repetition. And so when somebody's like, yeah, I need to rank for the phrase funny wine glass, cause it's got 20,000, 30,000 search volume or whatever it might be. Well. When when you look at the data and you see the word wine glass or the word funny show up another 1,000 times, hmm, maybe there's some other phrases I need to be indexing for and paying attention to. You know, if you ask me to bet, you know, who has more organic sales, the person who's very conservative or the person very aggressive, my bet would be on the person who's very aggressive with their PPC. You're describing the difference between like a million dollar brand or a million per month dollar brand. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. 
the keyword tools that you can use for both opportunities will give you information on both opportunities, right? So like the question is, is how many keywords should you be bidding on versus how many should you be indexing on? Those numbers should be closer together than people think, right? Mm -hmm. So if you rank for 6,900 keywords, you might want to be advertising for 4,200 of them. But if you're a listing with a thousand keywords indexed and you're only advertising on a hundred, well, that's the reason you're not indexing for 2000 is because you're not advertising on half of them. Talk us through text-based ranking factors. So text-based, relevancy-based, conversion-based. So what does that mean? Text-based is the ability to just simply have a reference or referral to the keyword at large. If you don't have the phrase on your listing, you will not index for it, most likely unless you have something hyper similar or sensitive or on the back end in the search terms. So you need to have text of your keywords. Now this, this seems like common sense, but it really is missed more often than you'd think, right? So remember, people understand that, hey, I need to put keywords in my listings to rank for them. But what they typically miss is that they need to do it for a thousand plus keywords, right? They're like, I'm gonna focus on these three keywords. Not sufficient. So just simply having a lot of text on your listing, focus on your title, your bullets, your description, your A-plus content, you name it. And by the way, a lot of people don't put enough text in their A-plus content. They put it in the images, which there is alt text behind the images. Those are important. And that's also overlooked. And we'll talk a lot about that during our series, but they just simply miss putting the phrases altogether. So you gotta have it in text to start. Mm -hmm. The second is relevancy based factors. So it's cool if you have a phrase on your listing, but if I sell funny wine glasses and I'm talking about barrels of beer and I have the phrase barrels of beer on my, my listing, that's not really relevant to selling barrels of beer or whatever, right? And by the way, I don't drink, so I don't even know what I'm talking about when it talks about alcohol. Relevancy based factors are choosing the right keywords to target your audience. That doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna convert on all of them, which is why there's a third bucket, which is conversion based factors. If you rank in slot one for any term and 100 people click on that term and not a single one of them buys, you will be deranked very quickly. Amazon wants to make money and they want us to make them money. And to do that, we gotta convert them. And so by having a conversion-based relevancy factor, you will accelerate your keyword rankings. Whatever listings Amazon makes the most money on, you better believe it, they're gonna put it at the top of search results. So here's an interesting use case. So I have a mm -hmm. client who sells pet supplements. Mm -hmm. By the way, supplements is the hardest category on Amazon. So if you're a new Ooh, seller yeah. and you haven't picked your product, don't pick supplements first. Mm -hmm. High yeah. margin business, there's a, there's there's a larger payout there, but hyper competitive and you got to get certificates of analysis or COAs, even to list an item these days, getting difficult in supplements world. This listing got yanked and before the yank, their SEO was very strong and they had very high rankings on a specific keyword that they really thought was important. So we get them unyanked, we reinstate their listing. And, and by the way, at my Amazon guy, we're a full service agency. So not only do we deal with SEO, we deal with everything. And, and the reason I think that's contextual here is because we deal with listing yanks on a daily basis. So we know what, what to do to get this back up. And we knew that when a listing goes down, reinstatements will lead to poor SEO following the reinstatement. You have to do some things to reinvigorate or recharge it. Well, we spent $500 on PPC on one keyword and had 200, 200, 50A costs with very low conversions. And so we had to have a, a frank conversation because part of getting the SEO back up was to put hyper aggressive PPC and spend lots and lots of money. And we did this in like, like a, a weekend. We simply weren't converting on this word that was 15, 20,000 search volume. We used to be rank one for and we're not even indexing for it at the moment. Mm. And we put in the PPC and, and it was basically a wash or a waste, didn't work. 
People need to realize that SEO can have crises. It can go through yanks or problems that cause listings to just disappear, and you have to reset and do everything over again. So as we talk about conversion elements, I'm not 100% clear how they were ranked as high as they were. When we go back pre-yank and then post-yank, we couldn't get them to re-index and rank for it because it wasn't converting. That's why conversion-based factors matter. The search term field and the title are the two most important keyword rankings things you need to start with. And when we open up an account, the search term field is the most misrepresented, underperformed, underutilized field when it comes to strategy on search engine optimization. What are people doing wrong about the search term field? For some, they're leaving it blank. For others, they're filling in 100 characters, but not the full 250. And for others, they are putting in commas. They're duplicating the words. They're not maximizing it using a professional keyword tool of your choice to maximize those fields. And by the way, we've got a PDF built with a full 15-page guide SOP on setting up your SEO. And we'll put that in the show notes. People can download and follow step-by-step -step with visuals. Go here, then do this. I made it idiot-proof, so if you don't feel technical, I assure you, you can follow this guide. It's, it's idiot proof. Promise. We give that guide away for free because we think that just by simply talking about the best practices, we can help the community and offer value. And at some point in time, maybe it'll come back and help us out. And I think it does. And I think that's just kind of the best way to do business. So that's kind of on brand for us. We share all of our trade secrets rather openly. So this search term field, let's talk in detail about that. You need to make sure that you're using a tool to figure out what keywords to put into there. You cannot just simply go into Seller Central and just start brain dumping into that field. That is not how to do SEO work. You need to use a tool. I won't go into hyper specific on how I use this tool, but I but I will say I, I use Helium 10 and we use Cerebro and Frankenstein. Multiple tools out there can do the same thing. You collect three to five competitors that you are paying attention to, you put their ASIN into the tool and you click a button and then it spits out all of the relevant keywords. So then you've got a pool to pull from. When you pull from the pool of keywords, you can then figure out which ones to focus on. So you have a strategy in mind that you can go articulate. What you're gonna notice from the data is that there are keywords that are repeated. And the number one mistake that people make is they repeat the keyword in their search term field. So if I'm selling funny wine glasses, I do not need to use the word glass a second time at all. It should be a run-on sentence, 250 characters, no commas, and a, it's a word vomit. This is behind the scenes, not public facing. That's why this is appropriate. Mm -hmm. And so the field should have extrapolation for how many different phrases that iterate, they permutate to use a technical term. Every phrase in that 250 characters will combine with every other phrase in the series. That's how you maximize for the most potential indexing of thousands of keywords. And that's why it's fundamentally misunderstood because people are like, oh, I put in a, a keyword, put a comma, put the next keyword comment. No, do not do that. This is a best practice that's been well known for well over five years and it's still not done correctly. Let's tie that back into the yeah. ranking factors. Text-based, relevancy-based, conversion-based factors. Mm -hmm. Any good keyword tool is gonna take those factors and spit out the best potential 250 characters to put back into your backend. Mm -hmm. 
When you use a, a reverse ASIN search tool to see the keywords that are organically ranked based on their ranking factors as well as the impression counts, and then combining all of these factors together, it spits out word vomit. And then you take that word vomit and take the art and the science and meld it together. Right, so there are 6,914 keywords this index is for. The word wine shows up 4,200 times. The word glass shows up 2,100 times of those 6,900 iterations of the phrase. So I know that the word wine and glass are the two most important keywords out of the list of potential indexings. Mm -hmm. And as you go through the list, you're going to see some additional information come out of it. I know that the word glasses and gifts and birthday and women and, and stemless and husband and best and Tumblr, those are all keywords that are part of the top words that should be put into the back end of a search term for a funny wine glass on Amazon. By using a tool like this, you will then see the word cloud and the word vomit to be able to see like, I know that these are most important, so I should make room in my keyword search terms for these phrases. There are some additional hacks I'll throw out here. And, and so like, I, I always like to throw these hacks out as like, what's something I can do in five minutes today to increase my sales on Amazon? Well, do you have Spanish in your keywords? Most likely you do not. And Spanish is the fastest growing keyword segment on Amazon. Go translate your best five keywords into Spanish and throw them into the back end. I guarantee you, most people are not doing this. So what does that mean? Well, if there's a thousand search volume for the word wine glass in Spanish or the word funny wine glass in Spanish, I'm gonna rank for it and you're not. And then I'm gonna generate Spanish sales. And that's a huge segment lift. That's gonna be percentage points on your bottom line. Mm -hmm. Second hack I'll give you, misspellings. Mm -hmm. What is the number one, number two, number three misspelled word that's entered into the data? And the reason you can find this is because any reverse ASIN tool will literally tell you the search volumes for those misspellings. And so as you look at the misspellings, you're able to determine, oh, somebody mistypes these two letters backwards interchangeably. So if you don't have Spanish or misspellings in the back end of your keywords, you have an easy five minute task today to go improve your keyword traffic. If you like think you're smarter than a computer, go it yeah. alone. Going back to my chess background, when they came out with Deep Blue and then the computers were beating the best mm -hmm. grandmasters, well, guess what? Computers have not lost to them since. It's because they can extrapolate the variables. In looking at my real world example with 6,900 index keywords, for me to try and do that alone, I would have missed the mm -hmm. top misspellings, I would have missed the Spanish, and I would have yeah. missed 20,000 characters of potential use to go into 250 characters, right? So like mm -hmm. the science behind using data crunching can take giant word vomit character dumps of 20,000 characters to help you figure out what are the most valuable 250 characters, a very small mm -hmm. punch of that to put into the back end. So it helps you focus. If you think about it, Amazon's taking control of your consumer relations. You can't talk to your customers mm -hmm. anymore. So data points that you as a brand could previously gather organically, you don't have access to anymore. So like compare that to Etsy where you have a customer service mess typically. Where's my item? Hey, can I customize this? Oh my gosh, a lot of work, right? Well, I sell on Etsy as well. And my funny wine glasses benefit tremendously from selling on Etsy. Not because I sell more to more people more often on a new marketplace, but because they communicate with me, right? So like in the absence of a tool, speaking with your customer would be the next best thing. 
Mm-hmm. So my second most popular wine glass is Mama Shark. Do, 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 got a drink, right? And I created 10 additional variations of this product from communications with people on Etsy because they're like, hey, can you customize this and say grandma? And I'm like, sure, I got grandma. That one's obvious. That one's easy. What I didn't see coming, though, was the other four iterations of the word grandma. Nana, mm-hmm. nanny, Spanish for grandma, and, and, and everything yeah. else. And so I, I created these additional variations that came from it. So if you can't speak to your customer, then you better speak to the algorithm is what I'm trying to articulate. (laughs) Put five words in your title with a hyphen that follows it to set your Google organic canical URL. This will help you with external SEO ranking factors going into Amazon. There's your hack three for the podcast Mm -hmm. today. Following that, you need 200 characters in your title or as close to it as you can. Now, some categories are now minimizing that down to as little as 50 characters. So each category has its own independent rules right now. Until Amazon tells you you can't have a long title, have a long title. The data is conclusive that having a longer title helps your organic rankings and does not hurt your conversion as much as people think it does. It does take a minor impact, but in my opinion, it's easier to double your traffic than to double your conversion rate. Focus on traffic generation until you are capped out on traffic. Once you tap out on traffic, you can pivot back over to conversion and get a little bit more hypersensitive and run run your tests. Run your A-B tests on titles, by the way. You can now do that. It's actually in a weird section, though. It's in the A-plus section. So a lot of people don't know you can A-B test titles, and you can do so through the A-plus module. And it's not through A-plus content. It's just that's where you run the test for titles. You have to have a high-velocity listing to do so. I have tested pulling out a single word out of a title and have seen 1% or 2% conversion lists totally worth testing out your titles. So the question is, is how much of a run-on sentence can you convert your title with and still have keywords in it? Quite frankly, you need to test. You need to test this thing. So when in doubt, when you're first starting out, go see what your competitors do, extrapolate the word cloud, build the title based on what's working for everybody else, then add your secret sauce in, your one little conversion element that nobody else has, throw that all together in a title, make it make sense, and then see how the sales come in. One thing that's interesting is that there's not a lot of good data to know like which keywords you're actually converting on. PPC is probably the best and easiest way to understand that. But because there's thousands of keyword iterations, it's impossible to know at every keyword level like how you're ranking and not only how you're ranking, but how are you converting and to follow that in real time. What I would say is your title needs to have your base highest volume potential keywords in it at bare minimum. Make sure that you have that. The more popular your listing gets, the more sales that you get behind it, the simplified title can start to take hold. Like you can simplify your title at a later stage. As we talk about our series that we're gonna be doing here, today is kind of like beginning and like what we're doing from when we're getting started or how do I make sure I make sure my old listings have the current best practices in place. We're gonna talk later about the middle game and the late game. We're gonna talk about the pink word update. We're gonna talk about the strike zone and focusing on keywords in ranks 20 through 50. A lot of good things that we're gonna cover, but when you're first starting out to make sure your title is in place, go long, be inclusive, and have lots of juicy keywords in there that you know or you believe are relevant and textualized with high impression counts to your product offering. Now, not everybody follows it, but Mm -hmm. Amazon title guidelines, brand name followed by product name followed by variations and information. You're better off following the guide now for what Amazon requires than to try and have to be told, hey, your listing's suppressed and we're not gonna tell you and then have to update your title later. So there's a difference between proactive measures and reactive measures as, as it relates to following transparent and untransparent often rules that Amazon gives you. This is a transparent rule you should follow. Make sure that your title has 
has the brand name in it. Now, not everybody follows this, and some people put their brand name not at the front because it's not as relevant, but mm-hmm. uh, you should, when in doubt, follow that rule. There are some categories that you can get away with things, and some categories you can't. The more complicated your category, tech, beauty, grocery, and consumables, or, or anything topical for health, those categories are strict. Cannot do things that you can do in other categories. Take a wine glass or a home goods category, all bets are off. You can pretty much get away with anything in those categories when it comes to titles. You'll be back next week. Thanks so much for hanging out. Thanks for having me. I'm Michael. Add Badger Nation. You guys rock.